0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Olson carries it down. Darlene up top. Shot deflected on net. Tuck can't get it. Olson scores! Bottom of the circle, near side, that puck popped right onto his stick and like lightning, it goes into the back of the net to put Buffalo up three to nothing.
1: Dan be there on the call, mid third period, Buffalo grabbing their third goal and guess what? They needed it, it was Victor Olsson who ends up getting the game winner there and it's our play of the game brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. We welcome you in here to the post-game show. Brian Colesgill with you. Jets make it interesting in the final minutes, but uh, the Sabres the better team on this night with a 3-2 to victory. And now Buffalo has won five in a row. And that five-game winning streak has the Sabres even closer to wild card position. We'll talk about that in a moment. But let's uh, start things off here with Paul Hamilton. And uh, Paul, we talked about at the get-go here. All right, an injury to a key defenseman. And the third goalie playing who hadn't played in a while, there was some maybe some question marks to go into this game, and the Sabers seemed to be able to be overcome both of those. And Comrie even, you know, getting a win in front of his old team.
0: Yeah, a big win for Comrie. I'm sure he's delighted that he was able to get that win. He had lost five in a row his first five starts, and uh, you know the Sabers pull it out and play very good defensively. Despite not having Samuelson, which usually they don't do when he's not in the lineup, but right. they were stellar i mean the, the the Winnipeg Jets did not get all that many opportunities. they had twenty one shots, and I would say probably three or four or five of them were late you know in the in the in the game as after they pulled the goalie and and that kind of stuff so uh you know Comrie made the saves when he had to he wasn't too busy and the sabers just played a very good overall game offensively and defensively and uh really laid it on the winnipeg jets the score does not tell us what that game was like that was pretty much domination from the buffalo sabers throughout
1: yeah i would agree paul i mean the the late goals obviously you know you have it. it people got on the edge of their seats there if they weren't uh at the end there because of how it got within a goal and winnipeg's got the goalie pulled so it's understandable. Uh, but, I mean, the Sabres held Winnipeg to 11 shots through the first 40 minutes and um, not many very good scoring opportunities. We mentioned one of them. They didn't even end up hitting the net. It was a, a shot that was wide from Wheeler and Shifley. So uh, I think overall, considering Samuelson's out, again, considering that maybe we weren't 100% sure what we might get out of Comrie, uh, I think Don Granato's got to be very happy. And for the most part, Tupal, Paul, his plan of not you know, fully practicing, getting them out of the ice is working right now. They seem to be uh, doing the things that would indicate the words that he was looking for back earlier in this month. He said, hey, we lack the intensity, uh, we lack the effort, that sort of thing. And uh, he says they don't do a lot of things well when those two things aren't there. And uh, even through this busy stretch right now, it seems like this week they've had really good legs for the most part.
0: Yeah, and, you know, he's had to do it that way. I mean, when they hit Minnesota, it's going to be 13 games in 22 days. Tonight was 7-11 and 11 and 3-4, and 4, and they go out and dominate. And that's what he preaches to them. You're not going to always have your legs. Now, they seem to have their legs today. They didn't seem fatigued at all. But sometimes you're not going to have them, and then you got to find different ways to win. And, uh, you know, so so uh, this would not have been one of them. As I said, they seem to have their legs throughout this game. And, you know, not to be a downer, but, you know, when you come in with an empty net, you got to score. You can't be passing off when the empty net is staring at you. That almost costs the Sabres. Yeah, I mean, if, if Dubois scores and makes it 3-2, and I know you're just trying to be unselfish, but and then there was a couple other chances. you know, bouncing pucks, bouncing around. Anything can happen. One of those pucks might bounce into your net, and all of a sudden it's three three. Just put yeah, it I the just, net. just I disagree with net. what
1: I disagree with what Rob was saying. He's like, oh, he's conscious that Tage is in a scoring race. Rob was just being nice. Yeah, come on. I I mean, mean, it's game 40.
0: You know Rob didn't think that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's game 48, Rob. We're not worried about this Rocket Richard trophy here. I know that's what the graphic on the screen was saying, but... Um, yeah, Skinner. Please fire that into the net. Right next, time. you're a goal
0: scorer. You are a goal right. scorer. Put the puck in the net and let's finish this. Let's let's make it four to one. Not come back the other way and have Dubois score to make it three to two. And now there's 41 seconds still left, and you're on the edge of your seat, wondering if you're going to get this into the garage when you've dominated the game. Uh, you know, find another time to 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 be be nice. <laughs> Just put it in yep. the net,
1: Paul. Let's talk about the game winner from Olofsson. Um, Cousins gets hit in the face and they review it and it turns into a penalty against uh, Schmidt at that point, which leads to the Buffalo power play, which leads to the game winner there. Uh, how did
0: you see that one play out where Olofsson scores? Well, we discussed that in the pregame with the power play. That's what I would do is put Olofsson out there on that unit for a little while at least, because now you've got to respect both circles for one-timers. And if you lean towards both of them, now you got Dhalin open down the middle so uh it, by necessity of injury they wound up putting Olison there and it wasn't a one-timer but you know the puck came out to him after um uh Skinner and Dhalin uh Darlene gets the puck down Skinner goes to the net and now and uh, next thing you know Olison's there with the rebound and Hallbuck had no chance on that one um you know, Hullebach did give them a goal. I mean, the, the one on power, he just didn't seem to be moving well, and he didn't get to the post, and power took advantage of it, but he had no chance on the Thompson goal. He was in the corner by the time they were done, and really no chance on that one. So, uh, you know, it was good good play by Sin to get in there, and now he's got 23 goals. Every goal is a career high for him.
1: That's right. Okay, so the, the meaning for Comrie, Paul, um, I'm sure into, that uh, for him – Winning in Winnipeg was special. Um, What does it mean in terms of his spot in the rotation? Or do you think this was just maybe a one-time thing because of the opponent?
0: It should be a one-time thing. I understand he played a nice game, but still, uh, Lukan and and Anderson have done nothing to not have a firm grasp of the goaltending. And um, I don't know if this was just a hunch because they were playing in Winnipeg. If it was, his hunch was right. Or if they felt that uh, Lukicin was wearing down, and this Anderson, it was too quick to put Anderson back in the net. But I think they have to stay with what kind of what brought them, because it hasn't broken down at all, in my opinion. I I think it's worked for them. So, uh, you know, it, good for Comrie to be able to to get that win. It's going to be important for him, as as I said, he had lost his last five starts. Uh, and, you know, he had lost the one start against Seattle that he had after coming back from injury. So um I'm trying to look to see when his last win was. Eric Comrie, his last win was November 2nd against Pittsburgh when they won that game. I believe it was 6-3. to three. He won two games in a row. He beat Detroit, and then he beat Pittsburgh. And actually, he had four wins all year, and they both were two in a row early in the year after losing his first start he beat edmonton and calgary on the road played well in both those games if you remember faced 48 and 43 Mm -hmm. shots and then his other two wins were later uh on halloween and november 2nd when he only faced 18 and 21 shots and those were his four wins but uh you know he really he hadn't started and finished a game since november 10th because the start in ottawa he only played 32 minutes and had to leave So uh, until he got into that game on January 10th against Seattle. So it had been a long time in the NHL since he had started and finished a game because of a knee injury.
1: 3-2 Sabres over the Jets. Buffalo 3-0 on this road trip. They've now won five straight games. Let's get you some stats now brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Some individual stats tonight. Ross Dahlin just doing what he does. Two more points. Played 24 and a half minutes. Five shots on goal. Olefson excuse me, and Jost leading the team in shots with six apiece. Skinner also had two points. Thompson had two points with a goal and an assistant. Of course, Owen Power staying hot now. Three goals in his last three games. He gets another one tonight uh, as Buffalo gets it done. Eric Comrie in goal, faced 21 shots, made 19 saves in the win. And one more stat here for you, Paul. Tonight's win marks Buffalo's second winning streak of the season, of five or more games. So I guess when you put those two together, I think that maybe, I know you had said, you know, that eight-game losing streak like that will be, in you know, very, very difficult to overcome. But now two win streaks of five or more, obviously that's very good. But maybe we can say, hey, maybe these kind of cancel each other out now to the point where you can say that at least that maybe they've recovered from that
0: yeah they have uh you know and and, you know the streaks have hurt them as far as you know it's losing streak and then do well losing streak where you lose what four out of five or five out of six and now you've won five in a row uh but that's learning that's how they're learning and that's how it goes and you know that's you know how part of being the youngest team in the national hockey league and uh, they've shown us what they're very capable of doing. I mean, they are a good hockey team. There's no question about that. They just want to be more consistent about being a good hockey team. And I want to mention this uh, out of the way here mm-hmm. because everybody knows Billy Packer, who uh, was the announcer for a lot of Final Fours. His son just announced that he has passed away. So Billy Packer has passed away. And any basketball fans and college basketball fans will remember him for many, many final fours
1: yes all right well thank you for sharing that news there yep i remember watching him do tons of final fours for sure um okay paul let's talk about the standings now of course the penguins and capitals went to overtime right no surprise <laughs> what <Went> to... <laughs> did you expect anything different <laughs> no <laughs> they uh the caps actually win in a shootout so washington gets two points And the Penguins get one. So at the moment, I'll just do the wild card standings. Capitals, 51 games played, have 58 points. Penguins and Sabres with 48 games played. Pittsburgh with 57. And then Buffalo on the outside with 55. Uh, But now Buffalo has a three-point cushion on the Panthers, who are the first team behind them. And the Panthers have played two more games. But... Um, what's good about this, Paul, at the very least now, because of the Sabres kind of jumping over these teams, and I know that was maybe the biggest hurdle of all that you kept telling us about. Like, look, it's not even necessarily that they're six points back or eight points back or seven points back. It's that you have to leapfrog the Islanders and the Panthers and the Red Wings and the Flyers are one behind and, you know, you know, Detroit's right there. And But they figured out a way to get ahead of these teams. And now both wildcard spots, in some sense, are in play. So yes, you could catch the Pens, but you could also catch the Caps. And you know what? The Rangers only have two more than the Capitals. If they have a a bad week, you could be talking about them here very soon, too. So that's what I think is good, is how the fact that now it's just not one team, it's possibly two or three. But the reason that that has improved, because of what you said, they have gotten rid of all that clutter in front of the teams before you get to the wild card. Now they still have to keep a very good pace because Florida and the Islanders and the Red Wings could be past you if you have a bad week. And then you got to do that all over again. But at least right now, that was a big hurdle was clearing kind of all the clutter before you could get at those wild card teams.
0: Yeah. Now it's unfortunate. They're done with the Penguins. They finished one, one and one against Pittsburgh. They've only played the Capitals once they beat them in overtime. So Washington got 1 point and Buffalo got 2. They still play the Capitals at home on February 26th and they have a third game in Washington on March, March 15th. 15th, yep. So they still have two games against the Capitals, which is a good thing that they they you know, they can take care of business on their own just by facing them.
1: Yep. And Paul to finish up here this road trip 3 and 0, they'll finish it in Minnesota. It's been our storyline for the entire month of January, this really, really challenging schedule that all started against Minnesota and now it'll finish against Minnesota, the 13 games in a 22-game span. If they're able to win on Saturday and finish this road trip 4-0, it would be a very, very well-deserved kind of breather for them upcoming with only one game in the first two weeks of February and a well-deserved kind of breather for them if they get through this stretch and finish this off for a win, even if they don't win on Saturday, this week is a success going 3-1. But if they could cap it off with a win on Saturday, boy, what a, an amazing finish it would be to this 13-game and 22-day stretch.
0: And it just goes to show you the streaky part of it. They started off by beating Minnesota. Minnesota. Then they lose four or five out of six. The only win was at Nashville. Yep. And now they've won five in a row and have points in six straight games. So what does, that say, what does that tell us? In the 11 games that they've played, or I'm sorry, the 12 games, they have one more left, 13 and 22. They're 7-4-1. and one. If you would have said before the Minnesota game, you're going to play one of the toughest schedules you're ever going to play, 13 games in 22 days with many of them on the road, and with one game to go, you're 7-4-1. and one, I think I sign up for that.
1: For sure. Yeah, and it didn't look like it was going well at the beginning, as you definitely said, but um the the clunker against the Panthers and then the, the blown game against Chicago right there, I was thinking like, Oh boy, like this they're burying themselves right on this in this stretcher. They can't handle it and then well, looks what's happened. Five straight wins. The Ryan Miller night maybe invigorated them a little in front of the big crowd and uh, they've found their legs for the most part, other than a kind of a a hang-on few minutes against the Blues last night. They have gotten through this last five games very well in terms of the fatigue and the physicality and things like that, and uh, they've got one more to go Saturday.
0: Well, the New York Islanders can thank the Sabres for sending them reeling because they've been reeling since. I mean, but at the time, that was a quality win. Winning in Dallas is a quality win. Winning in Winnipeg is a quality win for you. Winning in Nashville is a quality win for you. And I think Minnesota is good enough that you can say beating them at home, especially the way you did it, you know, in a 6-5 win. I think that was a quality win for them too. So, um, you know, along the way, uh, you know, they, they did get some quality wins and have to be proud of what what they've accomplished so far here in January.
1: Paul, thanks for all your work tonight. Appreciate it. We will chat again on Saturday. Let's remind everybody it's a nine p.m. game, uh, so Paul and I will be on the air to start pregame
0: at eight. Thanks, Paul. We'll talk then. You just you just told me that I didn't have a clue. Yeah, nine. <laughs> it's a nine o'clock game, is it? It it according to the Sabers
1: website, it says it's a nine p.m. game in Minnesota.
0: Okay, somebody changed that on me. I got to change my calendar. Or I won't be on time for you. <laughs> That's right. You thought it was at ten. You were going to be late, right? Paul? No, I'm kidding. I was going to say you'll be early, Paul. Plenty early. Oh, you would have been early. That's
1: right. Nine o'clock Central. No. Yeah, i mean Central. where's TJ?
0: Where's Brian? Why am I the only one trying to get on the air here? Where is everybody? We're all fighting for airtime now. That's right. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Have a good night. Take care.
1: All right. Sabres victorious. Three to two tonight. Doing it without Matias Samuelson. We know, of course, found out before puck drop, lower body injury. Uh, We uh, obviously hope that maybe he's able to go on Saturday. The injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, uh, we'll get you the three stars. We'll get you some more highlights. Uh, We'll see what's going on in the rest of the NHL as uh, we get you set for Saturday with the Sabres and the Wild. For now, though, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliates. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. Sabres win in Winnipeg 3 2. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
0: Sports Radio 550. will carry up the center. He's given the line. Dealers down the left side, gives it back to him, tipped high, and Comrie jumps on the the get-back-off-the-glass over at the far post.
1: Dan Dunlivier on the call. Eric Comrie, a nice win against his old team. One of his saves there. It's our save of the game brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 3-2. Sabres win it. They're fifth in a row. Victor Olson gets the game winner. 10-30 in to the third on the power play on a nice setup from Jeff Skinner, who had two assists in the game. Your three stars, Hellebeck, very good again. Buffalo put 36 shots on him and got three of them by. Of course, the one where Skinner and Tuck set him up. uh, Hellebeck's basically skating towards the corner at that point. A wide open net for Thompson. He gets his 34th. But uh, yeah, he was solid, but the Sabres got him enough times. Uh, Tage Thompson, star number two. He gets his 34th of the season. He also assisted on the power goal. And Jeff Skinner. Two assists, he is star number one. Jeff Skinner, the electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Auto Group. For an electrifying performance, check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. The attendance announced at Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, 13589 I don't know if that's officially sold out or not. I know they have, again, smaller capacity there, but um, crowd, obviously, uh, kind of probably disappointed there toward the end. Uh, by the way, Don Granato, said that um, a couple of things on our injury report here. Good news on Cousins. He said, had there been more time left on the clock, Cousins would have been good to return to the game. Okay, so that's very good news on Cousins. Also, Matias Samuelson has a chance to play on Saturday. Uh, Granado, though, did say that he loved Clegg's game tonight. Okay, so that is good news there from Sabres head coach Don Granado. His comments brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. All right, let's finish with our first response from the fans, brought to you by serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy. serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. Jennifer writing in saying that Power right now looking as good as anybody on the team. Great to see his confidence is risen yes i would agree um there was a while there where you know as i was talking with paul in pregame like is he not shooting because he doesn't have the confidence is he not shooting because he doesn't really think maybe he thinks you know passing it off the better play but he's kind of i think gotten a little bit more aggressive in terms of shooting as of late and then you know now of course you know it's three games but man he looks like a whole new player in terms of just jumping into the play seeing him down low more often, trying to get involved offensively. So uh, let's hope that that's something that we're going to see more of from Owen Power. Just add it to the list of young players that are doing fun things on this team. As uh, Thompson, I'm sorry, the Power now has three goals in his last three games. And on a four-game point streak, three goals, one assist over the course of these last four games. And uh, now Buffalo will try to sweep this trip, make it 4-0 on the road trip, and make it six straight wins on Saturday against Minnesota. But again, the up-to-the-second standings for the wild card. Washington holding the top wild card spot right now with 58 points. Pittsburgh, the second wild card spot with 57. And Buffalo, the first time, first team on the outside looking in with 55. So two back of the wild card. Sabres and Penguins both with 48 games played. Uh, Washington with 51 games played. Three more with 58 points. So the Sabres point percentage-wise still ahead of the Capitals' at the moment um, you know if, if for some reason the season had to be stopped tonight and it went by points percentage the Sabres would be in always fun to talk about scoreboard watching tomorrow night the Red Wings and Islanders play um, that game you know I guess you'd root for the Islanders because they've got 53 more games played than the Detroit and they're ahead of them so Islanders and Red Wings playing tomorrow if you're watching hockey tomorrow night you gotta root for I think you root for the Islanders there Kings are playing the Panthers. You'd root for Los Angeles there. And, uh, well, if you're thinking maybe the Rangers could fall back, they're playing Vegas tomorrow night. You can root for Vegas in that game. The rest of the games, not too much meaning on the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, And then Saturday, when Buffalo plays next, busy night, Panthers are hosting the Bruins. So that's, at least on paper, looking favorable for Buffalo. The Penguins play San Jose at home, so that's not great. Uh, And then the Capitals... Uh, when is their next game? Let's see here. Washington does not play until Sunday. That's at Toronto against the Leafs. Saber fans are gonna have to root for Toronto quite a bit here in some of these games down the stretch. So get used to it. When's Toronto coming to Buffalo? February twenty-first. So in a in a light month of home games, the Sabers only have five home games during the month of February. Toronto is one of them. Will that will that be their second meeting of the season? Yes, they won in Toronto, when was that? that was I believe they lost, in. It. didn't they lose in Toronto? November? Oh, they, did they yeah, they lost they in Toronto. They lost to Toronto, yes. That was back in November, mm-hmm. and then they haven't played since. This will be the first home game.
0: That's right, they, they only get one home game, I'm looking yep, at here. Yeah,
1: and then they have a road game in March in Toronto, that's it. That's too bad.
0: That is, I think, uh, you know, regardless of where the Leafs or the Savers are in the standings, you always look forward to those ones, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, those
1: games are always phenomenal. I mean, just... Like, whether you like having Lee's fans in the building or not, like, the the energy in the building is, you know, it's Un- evident, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, so what's next? Minnesota Saturday, and then the Sabres won't play at home uh, again until Wednesday, the 1st of February against Carolina. And then they have the All-Star game, and then they have their bye week, and then they won't play again until February 11th. So they really, if they can get through Saturday with a win, it'd be incredible. And then they don't. Then they have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off from game action. They have got the home game Wednesday, and then they've got ten days off before they host the Flames. And then they go out west to California for the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks. The Ducks and the Sharks are struggling, so another opportunity for another outstanding road trip maybe uh, on the horizon. But the Wild, of course, is first up to finish off the January schedule. And again, note the time: nine o'clock. Kind of like it—a little late night uh, Sabers after dark action on Saturday night. And uh, I'll have the pregame starting at 8 o'clock right here on WGR. And with that here, as we get just past 11 o'clock, we're going to say goodnight to you. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer. Thank you, TJ. Tom Addy is our engineer. Kyle Powell on our social media and game story. You can check it out for more, WGR550.com. Paul Hamilton is our reporter. And our game announcers are Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening again the final from Winnipeg. Sabres 3, Jets 2. We'll talk Saturday, Buffalo and Minnesota, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone.